0: Welcome to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and the long journeys of the music industry. Today in studio, we have a very special guest. But first of all, we have to thank Debbie and Jerry from It's Another Sunday Podcast for recommending Kai Wilson. Kai, welcome to the studio.
1: I appreciate you having me. It's a cool little spot.
0: Thanks, man. We, uh, we were psyched that we were able to make the schedule work and have you come in. You know, you can tell us your story. What's going on in your life right now?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm currently wearing my work jeans. I just spent all day at work, so I quickly hustled over here. I'm uh, currently working for a general contractor in Boston doing construction, I'm covered in sweat and dust right now.
0: All right. Construction worker by day and rock
2: star by night. <laughs> well, what I tell everyone at least. Well that's not a bad story to tell. What what was uh, Kenny Chesney's song we went out last night, so I bet you have a couple of stories about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guys at work are always like, hey, so what happened last night? I'm like, it's Monday, what are you talking about?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, we're very happy that Jerry and, and Debbie introduced us to you. You know, that's how last week we spent the week in the studio being interviewed by them. So to have you here this week after getting the recommendation, we thank you for taking some time after work and coming out and speaking with us. So uh, we're excited to be here talking with Kai. And uh, Kai, tell me, uh, what genre of music are you in?
1: Oh gosh, I I feel like you know I I give a different answer to everyone I talk to. I would say the big umbrella genre would be country music, right? Vocals, guitar, country music. But I would say uh, mostly it's more of a indie rock. Folk, alternative. It, it's you know? funny when, I, when I've been listening.
2: I, I've kind of in my own head, I've described it as indie folk. You know, yeah.
1: And people say, you know, like Americana is a big genre. Yeah. I, um, a lot of the musicians I listen to or drive a lot of inspiration from, I'd say, are mostly like uh, the Avid Brothers. I'm actually driving down to New York to go see on Sunday. Oh, good for you. Um, a big inspiration of mine is like Zach Bryan, who's kind of like this newer musician. I, I don't even know if you would consider him new. He has been posting YouTube videos forever, but his music has just gotten just exploded huge, totally. right? And he's incredibly talented, right? So he's under that country genre. But when I listen to him, I don't, I don't consider him country music. I consider that, you know, more soulful than anything else. His originality is insane
2: yeah and, and you know I, I think a lot of people are crediting him right now in the country genre it, they're crediting his writing exactly so I think that's why he's fitting into a mold there and, and, and making the circles there incredibly talented oh
0: my gosh yeah you are wicked busy between yeah. you, you just got your master's degree I did yeah. congratulations you, on that you, that's you. big you work all day long yeah you feels get some like, like guitar practice in a little bit, and yep. then you go out and you, you play the clubs. That's right. Yeah, you're all around. Um, all around. You're all around New England. Yep. You have some Nashville things going on or yep. Tennessee things, and uh, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, you get a big following in Colorado. <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah, that's, I hear that.
1: That's kind of where I would say my music je- my music journey really began. I, I've um, I've always played the guitar. Um and then when I graduated college, I moved into my first apartment in Brighton, Massachusetts, actually, and really kind of got into playing covers mostly by myself. Always wrote a, you know a few songs here and there, and I would be embarrassed to play them anywhere now because <laughs> I've come so far, I'd say. Um, and then I started doing this like small open mic night, and then had this opportunity to move across the country to Colorado. I lived in a small town called Leadville, Colorado. I moved out there by myself. I it, it all kind of happened really quickly for me. I you know, it's kind of actually a funny story. I you had, were on the run. It felt like it a little <laughs> bit. Well, I was like in my 20s, you know, and after college I was, I was like, after college, I'm gonna travel the world. I'm gonna be so well traveled, you know, and I get an internship and they're like, all right, the job's yours if you want it. And I was like, Like, alright, I'll take the job and then I'll travel the world, (laughs) you know, and then you're working for a few years, you get a girlfriend, you start working, you start getting more involved in your job, and then at one point, I feel like I woke up and was like, what am I doing right now? Like, you know, I had a brief moment of, like, feeling too comfortable. So I loosely started applying to jobs all over the U.S. I wasn't really telling anyone. It was you know mostly just kind of like whatever, feeling it, putting out feelers. I didn't necessarily hate my job. I didn't necessarily hate my girlfriend. I didn't hate Boston and stuff. And and then I got this like you know this this guy reached out to me, Tony, who was my boss at the time. He was like, Hey, look, you know, I was interested in your resume. We're in Leadville, Colorado, and I was like, Oh, oh all right, yeah, like I'd be happy to talk on the phone and. Still didn't really tell anybody. So we talked for like 15 minutes and he's like, all right, let's get you like a real phone interview. Let's let's talk, uh, you know, let's talk one of these days and like really have an official interview. And I was like, "Okay, cool, cool. I probably shouldn't do it during my work day, so if we could work something out, you know, I know the time difference and stuff. He was like, "Well, let's do it on a Saturday." I was like, "Saturday interview? Okay, yeah, sure." So we ended up talking on the phone and just shooting the shit for like two hours more than actually interviewing. He was like, "All right, let's get you out here," and I was like, "Fuck on, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, sure, you know, no, no problem." Still didn't really tell anybody, right? So then I get out there, I'm starting to kind of loosely tell people, and he was like, "All right, job yours if you want it," and I was like. You know, push comes to shove. I was like, all right, yep, let's make it happen. So I just kind of dropped everything on a whim and moved out to Colorado, and then back to my music journey, kind of full circle. Um, I uh, was out there alone. I didn't have friends out there. I was out in the country of Colorado, so I wasn't even in the city of Denver. I was like in the highest elevated city in the in the lower forty-eight. My apar- my apartment sat at ten thousand two hundred feet, so. I was losing my breath walking from the couch to the kitchen to refill my water. <laughs> and uh, as a way to try and make friends, I started going to open mic nights, just driving 45 minutes, hour and a half, just to go play a few songs and really kind of, you know, then venues were like, well, you can, if you can fill a set, we, ha- we have opportunities for you. And I was okay. like, okay,
0: I can, I'm like, sure. <laughs>
1: I'll, fill, I'll fill a set.
0: That's cool. Uh, one of the open mic nights that you did early in your career Turned out to be uh, a like, whole night of you. I guess nobody else showed up to play or, right. or to sing, yeah. But you and you filled up a couple of hour slot. It
1: RMU Breck. That's a that's 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 a great story too. I. It was my first open mic night in Colorado, actually. So technically, I could say it's my first set. I don't tell people it's my first set, but technically, I guess it was. I show up to this open mic night. I don't know anyone. I've just driven an hour and 15 minutes to this place, RMU, which is Rocky Mountain Underground. It's like half ski shop, half bar. It's such a cool place to hang out. You know, people in bibs and big boots. You know, if you walk in there with a nice pair of shoes and a button down, people give you dirty looks kind of place. <laughs> and so I walk in there, and I, there's a couple other musicians. I can see they're tuning their guitars and stuff. I'd introduce myself, like, oh, I'm going to make some friends. Maybe they're locals. And, so I'm like hey I'm Kai I'm looking forward to hearing your stuff you know one first musician plays, sounds great he left second musician plays sounded great I like tried to find him afterwards he had left so it was I was up I was third musician and I'm playing and, and all of a sudden the manager's standing there and she's like all right like I don't think there's any more musicians like do you have more songs and I was like yeah of course so I play a few more songs and then a few more songs, and then next thing you know, I'm feeling like a two or three hour set just playing covers. I didn't have any original music at that time or not, right. and it was great. People were cheering and singing. I was
2: like, "This is the coolest experience." You started off saying, "Okay, let's go with the twenty dollar request. Twenty dollars for a request." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People, yeah, I, that is
1: funny. People were like, 20 dollars right now for Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton." I'm like, "Oh." I, Played that three songs ago. They're like, right, "You don't want twenty bucks?" I'm like, "All right, fine. I'll take it." Play it again. I would have done it for free if
2: you just asked. But all right, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's
0: awesome. That's a, that's a great story.
2: It is. So uh, you went out there. You had been writing songs on your own. Yep. So when did you start the writing process? At what age?
1: So again, it was kind of in my first real apartment out of college. I would say I, I wrote like my first real song, like you know it. It felt like a real song, at least. And it was about leaving the city to the mountains, right? So talk about foreshadowing. And and I played it out. I, like, put it on SoundCloud and stuff. And, you know, I got, like, two or three listens. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and uh, and from there, right, like, as I started to get more into playing live and seeing more, you know, when it's... I mean, you guys probably know, right, when you... When you start playing music live, start being in front of people live, the way you watch concerts is different. The way you listen to music is different. The way I write my, wrote my music back then is different than the way I write it now. right? I, yeah. There's part of me that writes the music for me and then there's another part of me that's like, what is the thrill of go- what's going to be the thrill, the experience that I feel playing something like this, so vulnerable right, in front of all of these people? especially as you start to play more gigs where, you know, like those so far shows that we, we were talking about before this, right? Like people are told to listen in those sort of environments. So when you start playing vulnerable music, it's crazy how vulnerable it can feel yeah. and how nervous you get and quickly, right? It's one thing to play a love song that someone else wrote. And then you go to play a heartbreak song that you wrote and you're like, oh, this is this is a scary feeling.
0: <laughs> but at know. least if it's something you wrote yourself and you forget the words, you can just make stuff up and people won't know. Yeah, won't know the difference, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the worst when people are singing along and you're like, "I think I forgot a verse," and everyone's like, "Oh, he forgot a verse." <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: So, where have you played around Boston? What so,
1: so, I've played at Loretta's Last Call in the Fenway area. I've played at Nash Bar, which is a Nashville-style country bar on Tremont Street in the Theater District, right across the street from the Wang Theater. I think it's a relatively new bar. It is. Yeah. Um, and then with the so far venues, I've played all over. I've played in apartments. I've played, like, residential shows. i played in the coolest residential show in Chinatown. It was this huge apartment. And... They piled, like, 70 people into it. One air conditioning unit and the whole thing. (laughs) Everyone was dripping sweat. You you felt like you were in this room. Oh, (laughs) it was was insane. It it was great. We had the most fun. It, like, brought everyone together. I'm surprised no one passed out, but, like, it was great. (laughs) Played all over. All
0: over. And you have some shows coming up. September 3rd, you're in Belmont, Mass. Yep. Uh, September 10th and uh, 14th, you're in Cambridge, Mass. Yep. And then uh, the 21st, you're out in Nashville.
1: I am, the 21st. I fly down to... How exciting. uh, Yeah. That Nashville show is going to be a total rock star event for me. I'm flying out to Nashville Wednesday morning, hanging out in Nashville for the day, playing the show, and then hopping on a plane immediately to fly back for work the next day. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a whirlwind. It's, You're it's, going to wake up the next morning and go, shit, man, did, did, did that, that really happen? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going
1: to wake up and be like, oh, what a great dream. And yeah. we're in Nashville. It's in a place called Five Spot. Five Spot. Um, I'm not, I am not. don't think it's exactly off of Broadway, but it, it's, um, it's going to be a full original set. I'm playing with a buddy of mine named James Freeborn. It was his event, and he was uh, nice enough to invite me out for a second go-around. He's actually the gentleman we did the uh, singer-songwriter around with in uh, the Listening Room down in Tennessee.
0: Oh, cool. And cool. then um, yeah, we'll yeah. have to put that information on our website on our Musicians and Beyond website so people know how to find you and uh, and listen to you. If someone wants to hear some of your stuff, how do we get them in touch?
1: Yeah, so this is actually perfect timing. On Saturday, September 10th, the same day as my So Far show in Harvard Square in Cambridge. My first professional single is gonna be releasing. It's called, If I Was Your Man. Awesome. Um, so that's gonna be dropping on all of your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music. It's gonna be everywhere.
0: Rock and roll, check it out, people. Check I'm it really out. And I'm really they excited. Can, do you have an Instagram page I have an a in, Facebook?
1: Yep, I have Instagram. That's definitely where you'll stay up to date the most with my shows and um, any new music I'm writing. I, I put recordings up there all the time. Um, the Instagram handle is at Kai Wilson underscore official. It's K A I W I L S
2: O N underscore official. Cool. Excellent. Cool. So, speaking of that, let's hear some music. Oh, oh.
0: yeah. I see you brought that uh, Gibson six string in here. Yeah, I, got, I so. brought
1: the uh, the Gibson J fifteen. It was it was actually a. Uh, mm. If I t- if I said this, my mom's going to say otherwise, but I'm going to say it. It was my first big investment in like my music journey, I'd say, right? Like I've started to play like real shows and I've always played, you know, and the reason I say my mom would say otherwise is because I probably have 10 guitars sitting in my apartment, you know, collecting dust. Every time she walks in, she's like, you have more crap in here. <laughs> she's like, I'm just not coming in here anymore. I hope that's okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, not a problem, not a problem. Um, but this guitar was probably my first big investment into that music journey like, you know, I think I owed it to myself to have a uh, just a nice guitar worthy to travel with, and
2: play and look nice.
0: Yeah, it's a good one.
2: So here we are in studio with Kai Wilson. He's got his Gibson guitar in his hands and we are about to take off with an unnamed song. Maybe we can start a contest and see who can name Kai's song.
3: Smoking, talking about the drinking and the cigarettes they're talking, but not me. I'm standing on the outside. I can hear all the things that I once tried. But sometimes I think of what I'm missing, all of their good times. I'm standing at a distance. I feel alone, separated by thin walls. I can hear the memories between them all. So sitting down. my best to not offend the ones i love god they been tough i've been scratching at these walls for long enough and i don't mean to seem far away i'm sitting in the fast lane and i intend to stay because when it's all said and
0: Wow, <laughs> Kai Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, Kai Wilson. Well, let's name that song.
2: We'll we'll have to work on that with our audience. And, could have uh, been,
0: could have done. Boys will be boys. There's a lot of great. Go with it. I a lot know, of great well, that, things that could go with it. That's what I mean, and it's
1: it's a it's the most recent song I've written. So to be honest, I was for a minute there, I was like, I don't know if I'm going
2: to make it through it. You know, <laughs> here's one of the the questions I was going to ask you. Uh, after you write a song, how long does it take you to get it to where? It's just second nature. You can go to a show and not have to think about it.
1: Um, it doesn't feel like that long. And I think that's mostly because like with my writing process, like I I because I'm always so inspired by guys like Zach Bryan, the Avid brothers, right, who write songs where you like feel the chill in your bones. I'm very hard on myself to get that opening line. Right? And then when I'm hard on myself, I'm like, okay, I think I got the opening line, like that's a great that's a great opening line. And then I'll write a few verses, and I play through the verses just over and over again because I don't want to, like, create these great verses, and I'm so hard on myself for these verses and not have a chorus that just feels like it punches. And so it doesn't take that long because through my writing process, I play the song hundreds of times just to get to the end of the song, (laughs) right? So by the end of it, I'm like, hey, you guys want to hear a new song I wrote? <laughs>
0: you know? So so how long did it take you to write that song?
1: Um I wrote it in one evening. The idea behind the song has been years probably.
0: Okay, so what is the story behind the story sure. on the idea that
1: So the song which is currently untitled, right, is it's essentially a song that speaks to some isolation that I felt through my I guess busy process, right? I'm in grad school. I'm working full time, and I'm doing music essentially full time. I'm in and out, I'm doing shows, I'm traveling with school. Like my my buddy my buddy was always like, yeah, maybe now that you're done with school, like when we're all done partying on Saturday, you can hang out Sunday morning and like we can all go like hang out. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, I guess I can now, <laughs> right? So like I, I found isolation in trying to be successful at what I'm doing. And I think the song is about feeling that isolation, feeling like I'm not really part of those groups anymore. I'm, I'm kind of seeing them on social media and I go out with them and, you know, we all go out drinking, we all eat, but I don't do it as frequently, right? So they all talk about stories that I'm now no longer a part of. But the whole chorus is about, well, look when it's all said and done, right? Like it's a two way street. I know I'm having a hard time reaching out to them. No one's, you know, no one has come to me all that frequently, and I. And at the end of the day, like, what, what am I finding important for myself? i put in all this hard work with grad school. Right now, I want to continue furthering my career as a professional in the construction industry or health and safety, whatever that means. And if I'm lucky enough, maybe I get to just do music the rest of my life as a career. You know, I, I yeah, yeah. without a doubt, will do music the rest of my life. Whether it's my thing or if I'm doing open mic nights at the age of 80, I will forever play my guitar and I will forever play in front of people because it is something that has brought passion and creativity and love and emotion and all sorts of really healthy outlets that have just been eye-opening for me, right? Like it's made fostering my relationships easier, right? It's made relationships with my family better. You know, we go to concerts all the time my dad's also you know a singer-songwriter he doesn't do it full-time but he does it the same way he works full-time he, he had a show the other week i drove down on a thursday um i was heading down to new york to do a recording session in a studio in brooklyn and he had a gig on thursday so i took friday off of work and we went and we played songs together in front of people. Like it's brought so much love and empathy and all sorts of mind blowing things. Yeah, how awesome is that? that
0: To to have that special moment with your dad. Yeah. That's really cool. It is. And the story that went behind that song, unnamed song, was really inspirational. That, you know, you don't realize that when you're trying to better yourself one way, other parts of your life are taking a
2: hit. You're you're leaving a lot behind in order to pursue what you want yeah. absolutely right but it's, mark
0: what was yeah. what was the main the main thing that he said that we hear every person that comes in here
2: that they do it for the love they do it for the love not for the money not for the fame it's all for and love of music and, and the way you just described ever will be. It, the way you just described it is probably one of the most profound things I've heard someone say about what music's brought to them so that's a pretty cool thing to hear and then and, and the way you put it out there really really cool
0: like very that. inspirational
2: yeah, well, Very impressed. Keep it. up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, you, you're originally from Westchester County? New yep. York? New York, yep. Is that where your dad plays now? Yep. Tell he, us about your dad. What's his name? <laughs> James Wilson. James Wilson, playing up in Westchester County. Where did you guys play when you were up there to see him? So, we
1: played at Harper's in a town called Dobbs Ferry. All right. um It's just kind of like a local bar and restaurant, but you know again just back to what we were talking about you know i showed up to harpers and my dad was like take your guitar out tune it put it on the stand when i call you up be ready and i was like you got it no problem you know he so he's playing songs but it's brought more than just me and him together it's brought a community of like friends and family together yeah. you know my grandparents were there my mom's best friends my dad's best friends we were all drinking cheersing singing along to original songs cuz
2: is he a songwriter
1: as well he is yeah it's awesome that's, that's, that's really
0: cool. And we uh, might have to have him on.
1: Oh
2: He would probably be very excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we'd love,
0: to, we'd love to have him on. Yeah.
2: So listen, any friends up in uh, Westchester County, New York, I know we've got friends up there in our audience. Uh, make sure you get out there and check out the Wilson family. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's funny <laughs> when you say it like that. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Uh, musicians and beyond, we've hit, I think we just hit a 13th country wow. of, of listeners. We are blown away by the reception that yeah, we've gotten. The response in,
2: has been great, and yeah. the welcoming from from people in the music industry has yeah. been great. And, yeah, I, and, it's, and I, I have to say, I think it's all because of our guests, not because of what us two fools are doing over on this side no. of the table behind well, yeah, these mics, You, I think you speak for
0: of, yourself over
2: there. <laughs> I think it's a lot of what the guests are bringing to the table. So. Well,
1: so. I've just again, I want to thank you for having me on here. Yeah, I want thank good. Debbie and Jerry as well for making the connection. It's just great to know more people.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's good. And we're big on networking. Most of our guests are avid listeners. And some of them have sold literally 13 million albums. So we have a really big spectrum of musicians, people that are on top of the world, people that are just starting and in playing clubs, we have managers, we have uh, uh, studio technicians, security people, we, you know, musicians and beyond. We we really pride ourselves in, in being able to, uh, you know, connect all of our guests.
2: Yeah, I think the blessing that we have is the uh, the network that we have is so diverse, and not just in the genre or the it's the fields, it's the identity, it's the people behind. Um, I think that's really what what's helped us, and and it's it's what helps us bring you know. The audience, people like you. Sure. You know, out there networking, meeting new people. We, we hear of someone like Kai Wilson. we got to get him in here, and, and I'm glad we did. And yeah, I'm glad absolutely. he brought us Gibson today. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's an untitled song that you just heard from Kai. And Kai has an album coming out, or a, a new a single, song. Yeah, single, Single yeah. coming out. And what's the name of the single again? If I Was Your Man. If I Was Your Man. So you better be watching for that. Uh, before we go, I'd love to maybe get Kai to do another song before we're done here. But let's see. Uh, Kai is in from Colorado. How long have you been back in Boston? I moved
1: back in November of 2021. So, just under a year. Okay. Just shy of a year.
2: And you you're getting your roots planted here?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh work has been great. It's been great to be closer to my family, you know, when the it's it's uh it's interesting when when I moved out to Colorado, it was like, yeah, we're going to pursue this dream, right? Of making like so the job I got was Um, HR and risk manager for a small mom and pop ski resort in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, right? So at the age of 23, 24, I was like, yeah, let's make snowboarding our life. This is what we love, right? So I went out to pursue this lifestyle that I always envisioned for myself, being in the mountains, mountain biking, um, you know, snowboarding, snowshoeing, fly fishing. I was like, this is the mecca. This is where I go to do all of the things I love. And then after one, after working, you know, three fourths of a winter, it changed, right? Like when the world shut down, my priorities changed. It it became less about pursuing this dream and more about pursuing people that I care about, right? Like being around, right? Like fostering relationships I have and holding ones that I love even closer than I was before, right? Like it was a, It became more of like a, oh, well, mom and dad are always a short plane right away to like now. No, I, I, I'm not taking for granted the time I have with mom and dad. I want to, I want to be closer to home. I want to be where my friends are. I want to meet a girl and fall in love and I want to write music and I want to be near people who love me and support me. And I think that's, it was an incredible shift to have that, right. To realize that, you know, no, snow, snowboarding and fly fishing are not everything. Right. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, you've gone through some bumps along the road, but you're paving a wonderful, a wonderful way for you. Where do you think you're going to be in about 10 years?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a damn good question. Um, I envision for myself working right now, if you were to ask me like, what my five-year plan is, I would say that working remotely would be a big one for me. I'm very much so intrigued by the idea of being able to kind of just pack up and go. Um, Not necessarily move away, but more, you know, like I fly down to Nashville for 24 hours. If I worked remotely, maybe I'd be able to get away with a long weekend or a week in Nashville, right? Maybe try and find an open mic night, maybe book a second gig, maybe network down there a little bit. Um, So it's not necessarily that I wanna pack up and run again. It's more so what Colorado gave me was, was such an interesting experience. It was such a real sense of adventure. And moving home, right, like there was a part of me, like I worked for the same company I worked for I worked for before I moved to Colorado. I came back to the same general contractor. I'm working the same job. And when I moved back, I was living in Brighton before Colorado. Now I live in Alston. <laughs> right. You really went far. <laughs> right. So exactly, right. So I woke up one day and it felt like Colorado never happened. So It felt like a whole dream. Two years of just this incredible adventure of like, you know, being a real mountain man. I like grew my beard out. I was doing backcountry snowboarding. I was like hiding from moose, holding trees next to avalanches, like really immersed myself in Colorado. And I woke up one day and was like, OK, I'll just put on the collared shirt and go back to work, right? which wasn't a bad thing and it's still not a bad thing. I've left Colorado with the most amazing memories, but it was a very interesting growing pain that I did not expect
2: at all. It, you know, at a very young age, you, you've learned something, you had an epiphany and, and you're following you know what came to you and that's a great thing. So you know you get that little bump out of the way. See what you want to do next. Wait for the next bomb. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you've got some great pages that have made up a chapter that you're in the book that you're writing right now. Yeah. Um, And the book that that you are writing can end however however you write the book.
1: It's funny that you say that. Something that my mom always says to me, my dad said it to me a few times, even my buddy has said it to me is, you know, we all go through crap chapters, shitty chapters, where it's just like, it feels like life is really at a lull, right? You're not going to climb this mountain. You're not getting out of this hole, right? But my friends, my family, they're always like, no, it's just a shit chapter and no one likes to read a boring story. Finish the chapter and start the next one, right? So all of my tattoos have, all, they all tell my story, right? And the tattoo I have right here says, keep writing. Right to what you were saying. Perfect. So you are now another person who has told me the same exact thing. It's a
0: great, that's a great title for a song.
2: Keep writing. Keep writing. It's incredible. You may have just named your own song. Yeah. <laughs> I think he named my own song. <laughs>
0: Do I get royalty? I was just it? about to <laughs> say, well, we can, we can yeah. draft up a contract. All right, we're, we're good on that. We're good on that. No, this is, uh, this is fantastic that, yeah, great that you came in with. Mike, I'd like to hear him play again. What, you, what about I, you?
2: Listen, oh, he man. brought a guitar. That there's no reason to see it sit on the floor. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> well, that's true.
2: Over there.
0: <laughs> Play us another one and, and then tell us uh, what your inspiration was to that song.
3: No matter where we are, it'll be just me and you. And regardless of the weather, time of year, it'll be just us two. And we will walk, we will run, we will storm. idea of you. The smell, the smell of flowers in the spring and the liveliness of trees and it's snow and the death among the leaves for no matter where we are it'll be just me and you and regardless of the weather time of year Trust us.
2: not need a band. He is the man, Kai Wilson. Absolutely. <laughs> Kai Wilson here at Musicians
0: and Beyond. You can find him on all major platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. You can find out where he's going to be playing on his Facebook and Instagram. You can message him and hire him for your own parties, weddings, keg parties. Uh, what else do you do? What other fun stuff? things do you do?
2: Cornhole oh, yeah. tournaments. Yeah, you cornhole know, tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: Everything. You, you won't be disappointed with this guy. Kai Wilson. Kai, we want to thank you again very much for coming in the studio, in person, playing, telling your story. It's been great.
2: And you know, the, the, the biggest thing we like to do through that network is meet new people yeah, and, and increase, you know, the group of friends we have. So we like to think everyone that comes in studio is our friend. So, Thank you for being our yeah, friend.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me here. This has been, it's been an incredible, you know, to think that I would be on podcasts and all sorts of stuff, you know, two, three years ago, I was like, you're out of your mind. You know, so okay. its it's been incredible, right? Because music hasn't only brought opportunities to play for people it's brought a community it's brought experiences it's brought it's brought a whole new life for me and it's it's been incredible so thank you great well well well,
0: congratulations you have reached your pinnacle of the career you've been on (laughs) musicians (laughs) and beyond (laughs) so ladies and gentlemen kai wilson musicians and beyond john sarabian mark lawhorn kai we want to thank you again and thank you for being our friend
2: thank you you gotta stop stealing my line I'm
0: sorry. I already delivered it. I'm sorry. I mean, what happened? I'm going to keep this on now,
2: right?